came across a study, and I, again, this is shared in the book as well, finding that when we eat in isolation, which today we went from thousands and thousands yeah. of years of eating together and being with our family to now eating predominantly alone with a device. Yeah. Right? And not again, not to villainize that, that's cool. I've been known to like pop on. Yeah, a little uh, YouTube. I just watched Kevin Hart's special yeah. on the Peacock, yeah. you know, which is pretty good special. When I was eating lunch a couple of days yeah. this past week. But I know now because of my personal experience and also the science, I am going to make sure that I'm eating with my family and getting these times together yeah. as well because the dinner table really acts as a unifier. It's so transformative for our our psychology, for yeah. our brain. And let me explain this. So one of the things like, why does this matter so much? One aspect is the influence that it has on our nervous system. So Because we, we regulate our nervous system together, right? Especially women. Yeah. Especially so yeah. women. Oh my God, totally. Women are really great. And dysregulate with, together. <laughs> that part. We be regulating up and down and all over the place. Women are really good with oxytocin yes. production when being with people that they love. And we're robbing ourselves when we don't have that. And oxytocin is one of the few hormones that we've discovered that have the ability to kind of counteract cortisol, right? Not Let alone the bigger picture change from this kind of sympathetic fight or flight. It's called fight or flight. We get the switch over when we're around people that we love to the parasympathetic, quote, rest and digest system around food. Isn't that going to be helpful? Which is the opposite of when you're on your phone, you're not in that state. You're not in rest and digest. So you may think that because you're alone, you would be. But if you're active on your phone or with a device, then you're not in that state, correct? Absolutely. There's a difference between kind of being mindless and checking out yeah. for a time and actual restoration. Yeah, totally. All right. There's a big difference between that. And for restoration, even the most introverted among us, you know, a lot of us do recharge on our own, absolutely, but we still require human interaction. Yeah. Our genes expect us to interact with other people, especially, again, people that we feel safe around. Now, this brings up the conversation of safety, yeah, right? And actually having an environment where that's the case. yeah. Because some people, we might have programming from our past where even with a family meal, there's a lot of volatility. So I... I took into action to address that, mm. but really subtly in the book. Cool. Right? Which is like, you get to create the culture that you want. We have to take responsibility though, which it can be challenging because if we have multiple kids, especially they have different personalities and somebody's going to be acting up. Mm. And so I found some science-backed ways that I've also tested and also tested with other families that help to get people connected faster. Wow. What is right? it? At the dinner table. There's so many different ways. Share some right. ways. So, I love this. I looked at something historical and just like, why do people pray before they eat? Like, mm. Why has that been a thing for so long? And what that is, it's a moment of presence. I love prayer. And being able to just be still, be present in the moment, and it's initiating that switch over from that sympathetic to the parasympathetic, just to be still for a moment. We tend to just close our eyes and we get here. Mm -hmm. I looked at some of the data on prayer and on gratitude. And gratitude, there's so much research on this now in its ability to really help to reduce stress and help to switch over from that 
yeah. fight or flight to the parasympathetic. And so one of the practices is sitting down with your family that we've been doing this for a long time, yeah. by the way. We, we try different things, but we'll just all go around the table and share. Oh, and the fam. Yeah, Aww. and share th three things that we're grateful for before we yeah. eat, eat together. And it can be small stuff yeah. and sometimes it's bigger things, but it's just like you get to start to hear what's mm -hmm. going on, the, the state that they're in. Sometimes one of my kids might be something so like blunt or whatever, just like, I'm grateful. But sometimes, most of the time, by the way, because we have the culture, yeah. even if they're just saying I'm grateful for this, they mean it. But it could be like maybe they didn't have that great of a day. But it gets their brain searching for things. And also you can see their mannerisms. Like, oh, maybe there is something here, right? Hold a space for it. Not to like, you better, you know, mm -hmm. which we can do that. You better be grateful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, oh, like this is, let's, let's, yeah, let's get this exposed. Let's, let's bring tend, this out. Because this. that's where bigger problems come down the road is like, we don't identify a thing earlier when there is a disruption in our family culture and our connection, maybe something is going on and the dinner table acts as a unifier. It acts as a unifier for all of us, for our family, for our friends. And by the way, friends are included in this as well. And that's one big part of this is the psychology. You get to see the people in your life and they get to feel seen. You get to feel seen, right? And... If we're robbing ourselves of this, we're robbing ourselves of something that our genes deeply expect us to do, right? And so again, that minimum effective dose mm -hmm. is three meals, could be any meals, right? So right now in a busy season, for example, we might do family dinner on Monday, Wednesday, then brunch on a Sunday, right? But we make it a mandate to get those three meals in. And I started this story earlier, but I'm going to finish with this. Growing up in an environment, in a low-income situation, I was like, well, what about if you don't have good food? What if you don't have access to that? Could this still be beneficial for children and for families, for adults as well? Yeah. And there was a study that was done on minority children, generally in the construct of a low-income environment. And they found that those children that ate together with their families four meals out of the week, they ate five servings of fruits and vegetables five days out of the week and significantly less processed foods, ultra-processed foods, chips and soda and things like that. Particularly, the, the researchers noted when the TV was never or rarely on during the mealtime. Wow. So that shines a, a, a really bright light for me. Growing up in those conditions, had we known, had my mother known to just sit sitting down with us from time to time could have helped to protect our health, she would have done it. She just didn't know. And this is not speaking to food quality, by the way, but there's another leverage point here with this is when we know we're going to have family dinner on Sunday, it tends to evoke some planning, right? Which, because of life, a lot of times we just get, we don't know what the thing is. And so it gets into the, the day and DoorDash is right there. But DoorDash is awesome, by the way, okay? Just about a week and a half ago, my wife, I don't know if she was getting her nails done. So, something happened where it ended up taking longer than she thought. She thought she was going to make dinner. And we, I planned on it as well. So, we, but she didn't end up being there, and we was like getting late. So I just door dashed something. But me and my two boys sat down and still ate together, even though it was something we ordered. Right? We don't have to throw everything out the window. And we had a great time just hanging out and connecting. And so those are some of the front end things that I shared. But on the back end, what if we can tie in a reward? Right? So this could be some kind of an act 
Or this could be a, in, in, through the lens of food as well, which food, whether you like it or not, does function as a reward for the way that we're wired up. We have evolved enjoying tasty things. That's what drives us to eat certain things. It's not something to villainize. Yes, food manufacturers, food scientists have manipulated that, but we can take back control of that. And so even asking my youngest son, for example, he wants to, he's gaming with his friends and then it's like, oh, it's, it's time to shut it down, dinner time. But like, do you want these Snicker mm-hmm. bites? This is, by the way, this is in the cookbook. All right. This is not Healthy from Snicker. Healthy Snicker bites? Yeah. 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 Say no more. Or do you want whatever, fill in the yeah. blank, these uh, cherry frozen yogurt pops mm. that we make for after dinner? Yeah. So it can be that part. And also it is inviting him into the process. Yeah. Giving them empowerment through choice. It's exactly. huge with kids. So huge. Huge. But we like, again, we get frustrated telling them yeah. this. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then we can do this through actions as well, because we, by the way, we, we've got to admit this, this is all this talk. We, we have to be honest about where we are. Mm-hmm. We're addicted to our devices. Yeah. That was my whole thing with all of this. I'm like, also to children's addiction to food probably correlates to their addiction to dopamine because it's like now they're craving certain foods because of their dopamine addiction to their phone. So they don't have dopamine if they are off their phone and then they want it from their foods and just the way that we're looking at this device for connection, but really missing out on the actual, yeah, it's huge. Yeah. So that part of it, we oftentimes, unfortunately, if we find out some of the science, we try to go cold turkey. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily work for most people. So the solution as with many things is with the habit change, you have to replace it with something because that you're going to create a a, a hole. You're going to create a void. A, a void. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get filled with something. Yeah, true. And so replace it with something of equal or greater value. Mm-hmm. And so we need to create an experience here. Again, this doesn't have to be anything too fancy, but just so that they feel that this was a valuable experience. And so we just had dinner, was it yesterday? No, the day before yesterday was my oldest son's birthday, actually. And after dinner, we ended up, everybody's freestyling, just everybody's just going around, except my wife, you know, yeah. she'll just kind of chime in yeah, and be yeah. a hype man kind of thing. But my sons and I was just going around, you know, it's like, these are the kind of things and you just see the creativity yeah. that's getting fostered and the fun. Yeah. Maybe it's like my youngest son wanted to be the DJ and pulling up the next track, whatever it is, you know, like, and so we create these experiences that you don't get when you're doing something that's shooting the, the information at you. You're in a creative state, you know? And so, and again, this could be, there's so many different ways of game night or, you know, there's these little cards out there with these different questions that can go around and everybody shares. There's different ways, but you got to create a new neural association to this process. Understand that you're powerful to be able to do this and give yourself some grace. Because if you're dealing with a situation where you haven't had this as a normal part of your life and, you know, your kids, yourself, maybe you're addicted to whatever you were doing before. We're just going to add in a little bit and be able to weather whatever turbulence and find some joy, find some rewards. And I'm telling you now, here's, this is the icing on the cake, literally doing this with delicious food. That's really the game changer Yeah. because nothing impacts us more deeply than food when it comes to like, it's a love, the, the five love languages in one. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, 
tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.